Good afternoon everyone. Hope we're all doing really well. I'm going to continue on this theme of covenant. And last week we took a look at the difference between a covenant and a contract. And we've been talking about the importance of us knowing the marriage covenant that we are in with Jesus Christ. And that covenant isn't to be broken. And that Jesus Christ himself will never break the covenant that he's made with us. It's a covenant of love. And it's a covenant that was sealed in blood 2,000 years ago. And it's essential as his followers that we understand and know the covenant that we are in with him and that we are faithful and obedient to keep this very covenant. And we're going to look at the covenant through the lens of Jonathan and David and see what we can learn and see how that reflects the covenant with us and Christ himself. And so I got your Bibles. Come with me to 1 Samuel 18, 1 to 4. And this is from the New American Standard. And it says, Now it came about when he had finished speaking to Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. Powerful words. The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as himself. Saul took him that day and did not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. You can see the great commandment outworking itself. Love one another as I have loved you. Love yourself as though you are loving your neighbor. Love your neighbor as though you are loving yourself. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, including his sword, his bow, and his belt. And these are very significant aspects of the covenant that Jonathan was making with David and that Christ has made with us. So the first aspect that I want us to talk about of this covenant is counting the cost. Jonathan counted the cost. He was prepared to give up his own life and also his inheritance for David. As I've said, he gave himself up. He gave his royal position up because he loved David as himself. And this is what this covenant of love is. When you've entered into the Father's love within you, it empowers you to count the cost and to lay your life down. And we see that in John. It says, you will know my disciples by the way they love one another, by the way they lay their lives down for one another. And the question I want to ask us is who else sacrificed himself and his royal position and perfection for us? And as we know, this is Jesus Christ himself. And we can see the direct correlation between what Jonathan was doing for David and what Jesus has done for us. The second aspect of the covenant is the covenant exchanges. I'm going to read again 1 Samuel 18 verse 4. Jonathan stripped himself of his robe that was on him and he gave it to David. With this, his armor, including his sword, his bow, and his belt. There are three things that Jonathan exchanged with David and they are massively significant. The first exchange is his robe. 
Jonathan's robe identified him as a prince of Israel. He was going to be king after his father Saul. And he gave this robe away. He gave away this identity um, and took on David's shepherd clothing. And so there was this massive exchange. There was this massive exchange of clothing. So the robe that David gave Jonathan and David gave, uh, sorry, that Jonathan gave to David and then that David gave back to Jonathan. And we can see this with our relationship with Christ where Jesus exchanges his robe of righteousness for our filthy rags. And he clothes us in righteousness, making us right, something we could never do through his blood. And so we are robed in the clothes of righteousness. And so when the Father looks at us, he sees his Son. He no longer sees our sinful nature anymore, but life of sin. And we are cleansed in the eyes of the Father. And this is what this robe of righteousness is. And we gave him our robes of ashes. What a deal. What a swap that is. We also can look at the second exchange, which is his belt. And the belt was a symbol of his strength. And Jonathan gives David his warrior's belt. And David gives to Jonathan this tattered shepherd's belt. So once again, this exchange of strength, this exchange of power. We can look at Jesus. Jesus has given us his strength. Jesus has baptized us in his power so that we're able to live this life that we're called to, where we surrender our own strength. And this is what David is doing. David gives up the shepherd's belt, his own strength, and lays hold of a new strength. And this is this baptism of the power that we can know, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's power to be able to be surrendered and live these lives unto Christ. The third exchange I want to talk about is his weapons. Jonathan gave David his princely sword and received David's shepherd's sling. This symbolizes an exchange also of enemies. Your enemies are now my enemies. In other words, Jonathan is saying to David and vice versa, I will stand with you and enter into this battle and fight with you, beside you unto death. And as we know, Jesus has given us his sword. Jesus has given us his living word to enter into the battle. And his enemies become our enemies. And he promises us that he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's the great overcomer. But he gives us his living word, the sword of the spirit, to do battle in the heavenlies and to do battle with the principalities of darkness. As it says, our battle is not with flesh and blood, but our battle is with demonic powers, demonic principalities. And that's why it's so important that we know our authority and that we know the word of God, not just the words of God, but the word of God, the sword of God, that's sharper than a double-edged sword, that when we speak life, life comes. The third aspect of the covenant is the cutting. The covenant was cut, the sacrifice. Now we tend to use the word we make a covenant, but in the Hebrews they use the word cutting a covenant. And covenant is blood business. And as we know, it was Jesus' blood that was spilt for us. And Jonathan and David would take an animal just like God taught Abraham to do and cut the animal into two pieces 
as a sign of a blood covenant with one another. To not keep the covenant would be to say, may it be done to me as it has been done to the animal. That's how serious it is that we keep this covenant with God. He will keep his covenant with us. We cannot be relaxed or casual in keeping our covenant because as I said there, in battle and in David and Jonathan's time, it was to be what happened to the animal would happen to me if I didn't keep the covenant that I had made. And God has cut a covenant with us by giving his son, the only begotten son, the lamb that we know that was slain before the foundations of the earth and that Jesus gave his blood and it's a blood covenant and God is wholeheartedly committed to us as his people. The fourth aspect of covenant is the covenant sign. And as a sign of their covenant, David and Jonathan would have to make a cut in the palm of their hands and then rub ash into the cut so that it would be healed and therefore leave a permanent mark, a permanent sign of the covenant that they have made. And this mark would serve as like a, a symbol, a visible sign of a wedding, uh, a wedding ring and a marriage that was made as a visible sign of the covenant that they were making. And so if you looked at the palm of their hands, you would see this mark, you would see the scar. And as we know, Jesus made a covenant with his hands with us when he was crucified. And this mark in his hands served and is a message of the covenant, a sign of the covenant that he's made with us. And his body was whipped, as we know, it was torn apart. But the only two scars uh, that exist on his body were in his hands and on his feet. And so he made a covenant, and this was the covenant mark that he made with us. And Isaiah 49, 15 to 16 says, Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. And the mark of his hands are the only man-made mark thing that was in heaven. Our covenant sign it also involves a cutting, and it's the cutting of the flesh. And the fifth aspect of the covenant is the covenant meal. And as we know in Hebrew culture, uh, the cutting of the covenant concluded with a simple meal with bread and wine. And as covenant partners, uh, Jesus, before he left, broke bread and drank wine. And he said, I give myself to you. And Luke 22, 14 to 20 speaks of this, where he says, when the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I earnestly desire to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never eat again until the time is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken the cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
and in the same way he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup is poured out for you, the new covenant of my blood, like we've been saying before, this blood covenant. So Jesus is our covenant partner. Number one, he counted the cost for us. Number two, he made a covenant exchange. Number three, he provided a covenant sacrifice. Number four, he bears in his body the covenant sign. And number five, he invites us to reaffirm covenant at a covenant. The only question that remains is, are we keeping our part in this covenant that he's made with us? Because we can be assured he is keeping it with you and I. And so I pray this encourages you, I pray this challenges you, I pray it would have you digging deep into what it is to be in covenant, not a contract, not a commitment, but a covenant with Jesus Christ and a wedding covenant at that, where the first instruction is to love him and love your neighbor 